Hello, stackers, and welcome back to another actual play episode of Stack of Dice. I'm here with the gang, and we are ready to record again. And it's been, it seems like it's been a long time since we've done this, a couple of months almost. Yeah. Hmm. But I think it, November was the last time we got yeah, together, Yeah, yeah. I think we took most of December off. So it's been a while, and it's just good to have us back together again for this. Before we get started, I had a few quick things I wanted to run through. First of all, I did some quick calculations, and over the last two years, you want to guess how many different countries had listen hits for us, download hits? Five. (laughs) (laughs) One dollar, Bob. (laughs) Fifteen of them. Fifteen. How many different countries? Mm Thirty-three. I was going to say, there's like 52 in the world or something, isn't there? Over, over. (laughs) There's like, I think, a hundred and something. Wait, what? Hey, don't, don't edit hey, that. Did you better leave 50? that in there. Did she With all the things that you left in there, they're like seven countries, right? <laughs> like total? There's seven countries. <laughs> there are not seven countries. That's continents, dude. There are approximately 195 countries. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was going to say 150, but new countries are being I'm made every sure day. The number was like lower than you would think. So that's why I was like, isn't there like 50 countries? <laughs> In Africa, yeah. Shut up, I don't like you. <laughs> okay, so out of the approximately 195 countries in the world, over the last two years, you want to guess how many we had hits from? 52. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. 50. I'll say 51. 33. Okay, I counted and at least, not counting the unknown section, we had 99 different countries. I win. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Price is right, yeah, Michael. Come right. on down. That's not it. Yes, That's it is. Family Feud. <laughs> oh. I can see Ray Combs doing his hey, little dance. If you, know? you leave that out, you got to leave this out. <laughs> <laughs> no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Wait a minute. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that was just a fun little thing to see. And no idea, you know, if somebody's redirecting traffic or something, but 99. That we've registered. Yeah, I thought so. Number two, we have a review. So what I would like for you to do is roll a 20-sider. I will roll mine. And the highest number... What do we add? (laughs) Our proficiency bonus. It's just a straight roll. Eight. I got a 19. Four. 19. Oh, okay. It's a roll-off. All right, Catherine, one more roll. It's a roll-off. Six. Four. Okay, Okay, so I get it? You get it. Woohoo! Oh. (laughs) If you'll read that for us, please. Okay, this is a five-star review from Coldic Steelskin in Canada. Stack of Dice is a wonderful podcast for people of all ages. The players and DM feel like real people, and you can relate with them. The combination of actual play and some DM inspiration helps you know them as people and makes the podcast feel alive. Keep it up. All right, thank you so much, Coldic wow. Steelskin. He's been promoting us a lot and uh, doing a lot of... Uh, Twitter evangelism on our behalf. So that's been fun. And as a result of that, another uh, we had another follow this week uh, from TTRPG Kids. And this is a personal endeavor of somebody who got into role-playing games with his or her kid and just they both fell in love with it. And so now this person's mission is to promote clean and family-friendly actual play podcasts. And so as of this weekend, we should show up on that list And we'll include the link to that site, to that list on our show notes for this episode. 
So if you're at all interested in following any other similar clean and family-friendly podcasts that do actual play D&D episodes, uh, that's the place to go. Check it out. And the final thing I wanted to mention is a few weeks ago, we got a really neat package from our longtime listener and friend of the show, Ted. I was hoping you were going to bring yeah, this up. Yeah, he sent us a wall calendar that includes cartoons that he has done, uh, both related to and unrelated to the show. So now I have a wall calendar for the year ahead. That was really neat. And then he also sent a gift card that we'll use to help fund next season's hosting fee. Mm-hmm. And wow. so that's, that's a big step forward. So thank you so much, Ted. We appreciate your support. You've been very engaged with the show, and it's just a lot of fun to get to know new people around the country uh, through this show. If you want to contact us, you can do that through Twitter and Instagram at stackodice. And we also have an email address, stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you in any of those ways or all of those ways. And please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes if you have not done that already. And that is it for the prelim stuff. I'm ready to get back to the game. How about you? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. You step into the shimmering portal. Although it's hard for you to see, now that the sun is starting to rise, your immediate environment is beginning to purple around you. And you see that you are in what amounts to a small cut through a mountain ridge. With stone walls facing inward, uh, you find you're probably in in a pass that is a couple hundred feet wide. And then you hear something jangling. It seems to be coming from the direction of the road. You see a, a slight bend in the trail through this stand of trees, and there is a pony tethered to a tree. Okay, so there's no rider on him. Correct. But one that tethered him to the tree. A dude. Can you see the guy? Look for the guy. Yeah, I'm looking around now. Something streaks in front of your face. There is a cracking sound. An arrow is sticking out of a tree inches away from your face. The black and white banded shaft is quivering, and the feathers are black, and the cock feather is white. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm, okay. I think I'm going to actually use magic missile on the guy that just was a box. You send the missiles streaking toward him, and with a casual flick of his wrist, Another wall of invisible force jumps up in front of them, and they splash against it and dissipate. Nothing Nothing happens. Wow. As the three near the one with the star stone, there is a heat wave effect. And then you're looking at them through this wavy wall. They gather up, and then the one who cast the spell says, You've got some toughness to you. We'll let everyone else know down in the valley. And with that, they turn their ponies and they move down the other side of the ridge. Inside, through the skin-draped front door, 
a hunched figure shuffles about a bubbling pot. Gnarled hands rest on an equally twisted walking stick when, with a sudden movement, the ancient woman jabs it down into the glowing mixture and stirs vigorously. Oh, thank you, master, for sending them my way. Mother Ulvar will serve you well. Yes, she will. Yes, she will. And succeed where the others have failed. Hello, stackers. Thanks for joining us around the table as we continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbesh Bensonmum. And Catherine as Farron. Who is ready to tell a story? Me! I am. All right. Aye. As a reminder, you're on a forested hill or mountainside. The echoes of battle and retreating hoofbeats is dying in the soft embrace of evergreen boughs. Your recent enemies have beaten a hasty retreat over the ridge and out of sight. A shimmering wall of force remains to block the path with a menacing hum. Looking northward from your elevated position, you see a very wide valley, many miles wide in all directions, on the far side of which another higher range of mountains rises cold and white. At the east end of the valley's plainlands is a city on the coast of the Great White Sea. A sea wall reaches its gray arms into the frigid waters where large blocks of ice that have broken free in the spring thaws further north have survived to bump against the heavy stone. Several heavy, broad-beamed ships are moored within the harbor. Their sails are furled, but even so the black and white stripes are evident and more dark figures swarm over the docks. Dark figures, mostly indistinct blots on the landscape from this distance, move busily on the network of roads on the valley's floor. Some seem to be moving in groups about the size of the one you just tangled with, while others seem to be smaller groups that include wagons. The city huddles within thick walls. From here you see gray slate roofs that crowd together, parting only reluctantly to reveal the path of narrow streets below. Here and there, a slightly larger space might indicate the presence of a public area, but the overall effect is of a densely packed city. As you observe the scene below, there is a quiet run of musical notes, and a voice whispers through the trees, Come this way. There's a gentle tug that seems to pull you a step forward. And so I will leave it to you as to what happens next. Is your description what we've actually seen? Like we've like, you know, brushed ourselves off or whatever, and we're looking and we see this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Through the trees, uh, you've gotten to a point where you can look down and see that open valley below you. Oh, no. I see the black and white. Are they moving on that town? Maybe we better get down there. Is that the way that we were being tugged was toward the village uh, or so, toward the town? Yeah, it's a city. Basically, if you imagine mountains where you are mm-hmm. at the south, mountains on the other side of the valley to the north, maybe three to five miles in between where the valley floor is, and then to the east of that on the coast is the city. Perhaps three to five miles eastward of where you are. And that is the direction where we're being pulled? You're being pulled northward. You would have to roughly oh. pass by the city to your right uh-huh. to go to the mountains on the other side of the valley. Okay, so I'm thinking that maybe the next pillar is concealed in those mountains, but we'd have to go by the, the city to get there? Yeah, it, it would be about three to five miles to your right as you pass across the valley. Okay, so it's not going to take us through the city, but no. it's going to be... We'll be seen. 
I think, well, you know, like, maybe, I mean, and all the snow of three people are walk- walking. Well, the valley floor itself is green. Oh, okay. However, there's a lot of traffic. Yeah. It seems like the, the army is, they're all docked there. What is on the west, though? The west is open for maybe five to ten miles. It's a lot. It's, imagine the Shenandoah. Okay, okay. If you've been through Ooh, there. So pretty. Yeah, so very wide and a very gentle floor So to we it. could take a long way around to, you be, absolutely to be not seen technically. If we go further west and around... I don't know if that's practical. I don't know that Tira would choose to do that anyway. She'd be like, let's just cut the straightest path, but, and if we meet trouble, who cares? It looks like there's a lot of people down there, though. Like, I mean, it's nothing we could take on by ourselves. There's no way. I'm curious to know if we're feeling like this pull in this direction is ominous, an ominous pull, he or said a, a, he, he said a, a, like a tinkling of music, which I'm thinking means Enderil. Because every time the deer, every time the stag speaks to us, we hear that. So a safe, a safe pull. Yeah, like, I think he's like, hey, okay. this way. I don't think that we would question that then. Yeah, I, mean, I think we would just, just go. go. Yeah, I just don't want to be seen by those dudes or get into a scuffle. Well, because we don't have a to. Lot. We don't have to stomp down there blowing trumpets ahead of us. I mean, well, we were told to use trumpets and walk around the city seven times. <laughs> well, we and we still have. Um, to my knowledge, I think we still have that all those extra layers and stuff on us from when we were dressing <laughs> true. up. We can just like layer we have village clothes faces. on right now. At least I do. Stow your stone. Yes, so I'm going to draw attention. Yeah, I'll I'll stow it. And uh, yeah, I think we Tira, should. Be used. Tira is just going to obey the tug and start walking. All right. Obey the tug. That sounds like a T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> I'm hiding every every weapon I have. Stone and twisting. And stowing obey my, the tug. Stowing my stone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to basically try to pass off as just some yeah. random person. All right. I'm going to take up the rear. I'm going to let you guys go first. Okay. I guess so it's marching order, Tira, Farron, Bash. Okay. And Tira is going to kind of, you know, wrap up like Farron did so she doesn't look, you know, her so you look like a kid. flaming red. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, I'll, you're I'll our daughter. <laughs> you're our daughter in, in yeah. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. And Wamberbash has no arguments with this. <laughs> I know. Finally, your What's dreams up, come true. <laughs> All right. The path from here is one of those cutback paths that winds its way down the steeper face of the mountain. And after, I'd say, an hour or so, you manage to make your way down to the valley floor where it evens out a little bit and makes for easier going. The grass down here is extremely thick and green and almost achingly green. How tall is it? Um, here by the mountain where the soil is stonier, not quite so tall, but further out you can see as breezes blow through, carrying the cold wind from the sea inland. So about 18, 20 it inches? waves, uh, if not higher. Oh, okay. It's kind of tussocky. Okay. And so not, not swampy or anything, but just it grows in patches, probably based on nutrients and, and uh, local conditions. So we could go from little... Little grass pat patches to you know what I mean just just to try to be avoid avoid being seen by you know many we just kind of like not not deliberately like run to each yeah, one but say, just if we're gonna do that we should be subtle otherwise it's gonna be like yeah. uh, they look like yeah, they're, they're trying, trying to, to avoid detection <laughs> yeah. all right, right, right have we rested since the last time no. or we just not not we since not. that little battle on the mountainside but we had had a full rest right before that so like I'm only down nineteen hit points yeah I'm down thirty eight hit points so. Oh, that's right. You got shot by arrows. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, have we left 
a protection of any cover right now before we could have I, done we have, we'll say that We've headed an hour down the mountain. Yeah, you're you're at the bottom of the mountain, at the foot of the mountain, and uh, I'll say that you're plotting your course right now. You haven't broken cover necessarily. Yeah, I don't know that, you know, I'm just trying to thank Tira here. Tira is feeling this tug, which I am interpreting yeah. as being from Enderil. She's not going to think, well, let's stop and sleep for eight hours first, and then yeah. we'll go. She's going to go. We're fine. Yeah, maybe when we get to the mountain on the other side, maybe we can start thinking about camping because it's going to take us maybe an hour and a half probably to pass this three. You said it was three miles? Yeah, three three to five. And, and trying to be, you know, not... Yeah, we're not running. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are paths that cut through the grass at weird places. Uh, this is obviously a place that maybe logging or village traffic, outlying villages... Uh, going to market, that sort of thing. So there's the occasional path that you either cross over or follow along for a short distance, but as you generally make your way north. Thankfully, the busyness of the pattern of traffic that you saw from above has let you plot your course a little bit. You were able to see, you know, this path isn't quite as used as others, and so you're able to stick fairly close to isolated areas. Let's go ahead and roll. Uh, roll me some percentage dice, Michael. So you want me run like both of these? Yeah. 68. All right. Uh, the first 10 minutes of your travel across the valley floor is uninterrupted. Uh, you do see a patrol heading from the city westward, uh, moving across the valley, uh, but you're able to duck down and you hear the distant thud of their horses' hooves, and when it clears, you pop back up and continue. Catherine. Yeah. If you can roll some percentage dice. Uh, 41. Okay. We're about to encounter something. I, I know. Falling like, oh, no. going down. It's going down. <laughs> you pop back up from your grass cover and begin making your way northward again, roughly northward. And after another 10 minutes, uh, you come up over a slight rise. I'm talking maybe a foot of elevation. And as you stand there, you see before you a, a larger road. This one seems to be more towards one of the outlying villages, uh, a more direct route to the city. And there, just outside of one of the small hut-based villages, you see a wagon that appears to be stuck. Its rear axle is buried deep in a muddy rut, and a couple of oxen are straining heavily against the yoke to try and get this thing to move. There is a man who is dismounted from the wagon seat, from the driver's seat, and he is pushing against the yoke himself. Uh, you can see that he is straining to get this thing moving again. Um... Tira seeing this, her folk hero instincts and her animal handling are kind of tingling. And so um, how far off the path, you said, how far did you say he was? He's on the road. Oh, he's, so he's right ahead of us on the road. And being in front, uh, Tira's going to quicken her pace a little bit to uh, see if she can assist. Yeah, as you get closer, the, of course, the bellowing of the oxen just gets louder and louder. And you can see their muscles straining as they are trying their hardest to get this thing moving. There's the squelching sound of mud as the, as the wagon rocks every now and then, but it's just not going anywhere. Bash is going to run behind the cart and try to like put his back and his hands up underneath and try to lift up with his legs to, to help All get right. the cart going. Sounds good. Tira approaches the man. Sir, do you need some help? I think I can... Let me... Let me um... Hang on. <laughs> what is this 13-year-old boy going to do? like a kid right now. <laughs> 
I wasn't necessarily trying to pass as a child. I just, <laughs> just because I'm all covered up and I look like a child doesn't mean I was trying to do that. I was trying to pass you as a child from Well, a I don't care what you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> so Farron is reluctantly following them because I didn't want to get involved. Okay. I just wanted well, to make my way to the other side, to a mountain. Gotcha. Where are you positioned, Farron, in all of this? So Walmerbash is pressing against the back. I guess you're back to yeah, the wagon yeah. and pushing. Tira is approaching the driver, and you are where? I haven't even gotten there yet. Okay, so I, you're because still because he said still he ran road. up behind. I didn't run anywhere. I'm still looking around and like seeing if we were creating a commotion, surveying the scene, or yeah. what's going on. Gotcha. Okay. All right, Tira. Before you say what you're going to do, roll me a perception check. Oh, good. Seven. Okay, that's the kind of day it's going to be. Yep. <laughs> Uh, you see him stiffen as you call out to him. He turns around and there's a brief moment and then his face just looks at you impassively. Stink. <laughs> his mouth hangs open a little bit. Uh, he's cursed. He's not a real person. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> uh, just kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stiffens and then he turns around and goes, Gah. Yes, basically. Great. He's not a real person. Do he's, I see this? He's, he's a trap. Do I do I notice? You see him turn. You hear Tira call out, and then you see the figure stiffen and turn. But that's about it. I can't see his facial. Uh, you can expression. see it. But I mean, so my perception wasn't very high. So I probably am. Tira is not probably not making all these deductions that I am making. <laughs> that's fair. <sighs> Grief. Okay, so I'm gonna have to just forge ahead. Then. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Okay. Can I roll a perception? She's like, let me do it. You're not involved. I mean, I, I am like my, I am looking around. She did say before you mentioned like, any like, of that that I she like was. I am. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before you said all that, she did say because you asked her where she was. She said she was on the road, kind of looking around to see yeah. if we had been noticed. Why don't you roll a perception check with a minus three modifier, just because you're further back? Because you're far away. Mm. Yeah, that. Yeah, you see the same. Wamberbesh doesn't see a thing. Right, no, right. Push it. All right, so Tira is just going to head on. Uh, maybe seeing the blank look on his face, she attributes that to he's been working hard at trying to pull these oxen by himself, and she's like, Psh. I'm not, okay, not like, Psh, like she's a jerk, but I just, she's just thinking, oh, well, I, I clearly have greater strength than this old man. I will assist. So she's going to step towards him. And maybe put a hand on his arm. Here, sir, you've been working at this long enough. Let me give it a try. And so she's going to take his position at the yoke. He says something in a language you don't understand. Fantastic. And then he says, Duratsky. He's Russian? He points to himself. Tira puts a hand on her chest. Tira. He rubs his knuckles against his chest and then he blows on them and then he nods. And steps back from the wagon. Oh boy. Okay. So I take I take his position at the yoke. And what was he was he pushing against the yoke? Yes. Or, okay. So she's gonna do that. Do I need to do something? Yeah. Give me a strength check. But before you do that, Michael, I was gonna say I'd like to do a strength check on me like lifting this up. But I want to spend some side points to give myself ah, an, an additional strength. strength. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and use brute strength? Okay. I mean, it's, it's actually this is feat of strength. Oh, feet of strength, right. As a bonus action, I gain pl plus five bonus uh, to all my strength checks until my next turn. Bonus. Perfect. Okay. So, Meredith, on your strength check, you get to roll with advantage. Okay. So, basically, his assistance improves your odds of success. It's a good thing, too. 
So 18. Okay. There is a loud squelching sound and the wagon rocks forward and the uh, the driver's face illuminates briefly and then slackens back into its regular appearance. But he says, good, keep going. All right, Tira's going to call back to Bash. On the count of three, again! You want me to roll two for Master Strength? Uh, no, no, she'll, she'll do it again. Okay, and okay. this time, the, the driver actually starts pushing on the other side of the yoke. So he shuffles over, lumbers over, puts okay. his shoulder against it, and he pushes, and right. he has a, a goad, and so he pokes one of the oxen, and they, they start straining again. Okay. And go ahead and roll. One, two, three... <clears throat> Uh, 18 plus. Okay. This time the wagon rolls forward and now it is free of the mud. And in fact, the the oxen having suddenly been freed, they trot forward faster than they were expecting. So Womberbash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Womberbash is down yeah, in the mud. <laughs> so the wagon doesn't hit her. She's in between the yoke pushing. Yeah, I could go running across the road. <laughs> it just rolls right over her. <laughs> doesn't even touch her. <laughs> So the wagon comes to a stop about 10 feet down the road as the oxen slow and you hear, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Duratsky uh, speaking coaxingly to the animals. And as they come to a stop, he runs his hand down their flank. He turns to look at you. Thank you. It was my pleasure, sir. Happy to help. She's kind of glowing with her success. It feels like it's been a while since she's just done something just purely helpful. With that, his face seems to melt, and he gives you a a smile and a wink. He says, I appreciate it. Come, have a seat. His face melts? Melts from its impassiveness. I was like, I was expecting something. (laughs) (laughs) It's the lost ark. (laughs) I've been watching too much Doctor Who lately. (laughs) Yeah, it seems to loosen from its uh, stolid appearance. Okay, Okay. I was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Something horrible is going to happen. He reveals himself to Whoa. be the reaver. Yeah. yeah. Sit. Oh. He pats the, the heavy wooden seat on the wagon. All right. Wombarbash is off to the side. He's uh, pulled out some grass and wrapped it around his hands to kind of like just brush the mud off of okay. what's gotcha. visible. I, I'm not concerned, but I don't want to be walking around with like clumps of mud. Mm. Sure. And it is it is cold. Even though it's spring up here, it's far enough north that it's still pretty cool. I've reached... Womberbash at this point, and um, I I just look at him and say, "What are we What are we doing? Shouldn't we stay on the path?" The guy The guy needed help. He's been helped. Why Why is Tira still hanging around that guy? I don't know. Let's just get off the road, off to the side. Tira up front. He climbs up on the wagon and it creaks as he sits down. He's a pretty solid guy. Um, not fat, but he is pretty Stop solid, him. yeah. He sits down, he leans over, and he says, Not many around here would have helped. Oh, I'm sure your your friends or your associates in the city would have, eventually. Friends and associates are mostly dead, thanks to these ruffians. Do you mean the, the Dark Army? I the black do. and white soldiers? Yes, I do. Have they been terrorizing this town? Terrorizing... That is a mild way of putting it. My name is actually Torgovets. I am a spy for the resistance that is trying to fight against this army. I was not sure of who you were, so I went by what they call me. They call me Duratsky, which means stupid in our language. 
and I play along. There is a distant sound of a horse, and suddenly a patrol of black and white clad soldiers to the east, heading in your direction, appears. He says, oh no, play along. Tira is going to hastily rewrap her head and look down. Wamberbash and Farron? I'm going to back up and, like, just go down under in, in the grass, basically. I'm okay. trying to, like, just be not seen off to the side. So it looks as though it's just Tira and um, Dummy, or whatever his name is. <laughs> so we are far enough away to do that? Uh, I mean, you're you all walking up you, to the wagon already. Remember, yeah. I said I went off. To, I, I said before, let's go off to the side of the road. Yeah, you said let's go. He said let's get off the road. Okay, I'll dip down with uh, Womber Bash. You are certainly welcome to do it. Whether or not you were quick enough will be a roll of the dice. Oh, boy. Do you want high or low? With the way you roll. always rolled high. uh, Let's take low. Okay. You duck down into the grass. (laughs) It doesn't mean you were successful. (laughs) He's just saying you duck down into the grass. He hasn't said yet whether they saw you do that. No, they didn't. Okay, but I'm assuming that we were successful. (laughs) Tira, for now, it is you and Torgovets Duratsky. As she continues to re-disguise herself, she's going to side mouth to him, do not tell them who I am. No problem. <laughs> I don't even know who basically, you are. <laughs> I told her my name. I said I was Tira. I, know, I, know, I, I was like, basically, just don't mention my name because yeah. they, they know me. And she'll get to that. We'll get to that later, but. After a moment, the patrol pulls up to the wagon, and the apparent leader lightly drops down to the path and walks up and just with this bluff, hearty laugh, walks up and he slaps Torgovets on the knee, and he says something in the language, and Torgovets responds, but you hear clearly the, uh, the patrol leader saying the name Duratsky. And the others with him all chuckle roughly. <laughs> Two of the patrol actually drop down from their horses and they go around towards the back of the wagon. And as the leader is talking to Torgovets, he's, he's laughing. He, he looks very personable in his approach. Uh, if you will give me another perception check. <laughs> Eight. Okay. It's going to be that kind of day. Yep. Uh, Wamberbash and Farron, from your position in the grass, you can see through, you see that the the patrol members are actually rifling through the back of the wagon. They're not even trying to hide the fact that they're taking things off of it. So there's small casks, there's little pieces of food, whatever he's bringing to market, they're actually going through and they're taking whatever they want. And every time that Torgovets tries to look back, the patrol leader slaps him again on the knee to draw his attention forward. I want to mind thrust one of the one of the the people in the back. Okay, what is involved with that? So, as an action, you target one creature you can see within 120 feet of you. The target must succeed on an intelligent saving throw or take 1d10 psychic damage. The talent's damage increase uh, by 1d10 per level of five, uh, five level 11 and level 17. All right. How many levels do you want to put? Oh, I'm sorry. That's it's just yeah. based on your yeah. level. So it'll it'll be three d10 if you fail on an intelligence saving throw. Gotcha. And it it doesn't say anything about you have to speak to nope. make it happen. It's nope. it's a it's, purely it's a mental purely thing. Silent, yeah, silent, but deadly. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> All right. Here's the roll. Uh, a fifteen. I have fifteen. Okay. So he saves. Is this like a big dude? Like, is this like a, a really nope. big guy or something? Nope. 
How's that possible? Are you sure you don't have any <laughs> modifications? You can have. Oh, no, that's oh, just, spell save just my spell save DC. Yeah. He looks around briefly as though somebody has called his name, and then he goes back to rifling. Okay. Farron, you see Womberbash lying on the ground next to you. He suddenly goes. I think he's got an upset stomach from all the food he's been eating. And that's the end of that. Tira, uh, I would say in spite of your lack of perceptiveness about what's going on at the back of the wagon, you have a pretty good notion of what's going on. Um, hmm. You can play into being a kid if you want and folly. Yeah, she, I think she should just sit there, do and say nothing. <laughs> Is that what you think? That's what I think. I, but I don't know what you would think. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do think that this, uh, like you said, she doesn't necessarily know what's going on exactly behind her, but it's, I mean, she's got ears and she can see this guy clearly manipulating um, the driver. Uh, so it rankles and she is wrestling. She really wants to stop them. Um, you have a child, Duratsky. You never told me. Oh, man. Just skip mad. away. <laughs> She's sitting <laughs> down. La, 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 la. She's sitting down. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I really am not sure. Neither okay. neither I nor Tira is sure. Yeah, time's um, passing then. I know. Uh, she may hunch her shoulders a little bit and try and play into that perception. Maybe duck a little closer to him as though she was leaning towards him for protection. She really, she's a little disconcerted that they've noticed her at all. The patrol leader reaches for your, like to put his finger under your chin to lift your face toward her. I'm jerking my chin away. And Duratsky immediately leans forward and sneezes real big right in the guy's face. (laughs) (laughs) The patrol leader draws back and looks alarmed and then he scowls very fiercely, and he takes his hand, and he just backhands Duratsky. Oh, man, her blood's boiling, and she has to lock her muscles. You feel his big hand reach down and grab yours. He squeezes once and then says, I'm sorry. It's the season. Here, have some of my things for that. And the patrol leader laughs and says, all right. And he goes around to the back of the wagon and joins in the pilfering. So he is now at the back with yes, them, and they're yeah. kind of rumbling around. All right, Tira is going to take advantage of the cover of their noise and the fact that he's back there to, in a hoarse whisper, how often does this kind of thing happen to you? All the time. But it's for a good reason. Patience. She is going to take a couple of deep, calming breaths and try and steady herself. Because her blood's boiling. Yep. After a couple of minutes, the lesser patrol members come around. Their arms are overflowing with things. You see all sorts of foodstuffs and whatever, and they just pile it onto the pack saddle, saddle packs of their horses. And with that, the patrol leader swings back up easily into his saddle, gives a nonchalant, flippant salute, and turns, and they all ride back towards the city laughing. Okay, so now even Farron is upset. <laughs> so I think she's uh, decided to join the cause here. Womberbash stands up, and he's going to walk over to the, the side there where uh, Doratsky yes. is. And um, I'm going to dig in my pack and bring out five gold pieces and, and put them next to his feet on the board there, five gold pieces, and put them down. Um, just so you know, I need your money. 
We have plenty of money. I have to get some. I have to procure a diamond somehow. Ah, for your spell, right? We don't end up taking that one. How big is this? I don't even remember which one it is. I just remember that there's one that I can't use yet. Mm, Chromatic orb. Yes. From your hiding position, Wamberbash and Farron, you hear the patrol depart. You hear the the fading laughter and the slow plot of hooves leading away. And I wait, and I wait to make sure. Yeah, I wait to make sure that they're not looking back, and you know they've yeah. kind of forgotten about it before we we start to get up, or before I start to get up. I didn't know we were redoing this. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. So then Romberbash gets up and goes over and takes out five gold pieces and lays them on the footboard there of the cart, basically oh, nice. right next to the guy's feet. Yeah, sweet. Dratsky looks down at the coins, grunts. Nods his head in your direction, and then he says, You must have questions. I work for resistance. Secretni knows. We are the hidden knife, and we are fighting against these oppressors. I can get into the city because they think me stupid. As long as I play, they let me in. They get their part, I get access. I am trying to find weaknesses so that we can exploit them. If you will accompany me, we can get in the city and take a look. We are planning an attack, but we have little insight as to how they have prepared against it. It would be helpful to have your assistance. Tira is immediately in. Well, best does whatever Tira wants. So, I mean, there's, there's no rule. <laughs> Not true at all, <laughs> but okay. Where is the rest of the resistance? They are in the mountains north and south. We are training in secret places. We're trying to get to the ones in the north. You are trying to go to the north. We are also a resistance of a sort. Wait, what did you say your name is? I am Tira Ironstag. His eyes go wide. You? Wamberbesh. And you? Farron. Catherine is Farron. <laughs> Catherine as Farron. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of you, your exploits in the south. I cannot believe I am talking with the heroes of the plains. Oh, this is a godsend. We are sure to have victory now. He smiles very broadly. And he claps you on the back, Tira. If you weren't as stout as you are, you'd be tumbling forward. (laughs) (laughs) With that, he whistles, and the oxen begin to kick up, and they begin to trot toward the city. So are we just going to go on foot with her sitting up there, or should we hide in the back, in the cart? That is up to you. I think hiding in the back of the cart would be a a good idea. Yeah, I think if we just come in with him, and he usually doesn't come in with anyone else, it would raise some eyebrows. Uh, As he goes, it's moving at a trot for you, so you're able to lope along the side, or you're welcome to climb into the back of the wagon. He says, I bring hired labor from time to time. You would not stand out. Okay. I'm going to hop in the back, though. Just at least, not maybe not to hide, but just, just sit, sit up there. Okay. And while I walk. Yeah, exactly. And you make your way toward the city. And I think that's where we're going to end this episode. Oh, boy. You will be entering the city that he has identified as Seragavan. And we'll pick up there next time. So let's talk experience points. You have met a notable regional influence person in the form of Torgovets. And for that, you'll get five experience points. And let's talk Norse battle. I like 
I like some things in particular, but let's, let's hear what you have to say. I have nothing to say. What do you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that Tira, again, playing into her character, just willy-nilly left the plan <laughs> and went to go help this guy. Um, I mean, obviously, we were meant to, but um, I think that Meredith should get some points for playing into her character. Yeah, you got to be the folk hero. Yeah. I did. Yeah, why don't you take three for that? It's been a while since you've had a chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I also like Womberbash giving money yeah. as reimbursement. So why don't you take two? I was actually, before Catherine started talking, I was going to say, you know, we teased her about it, but I do like her being more hesitant because she is kind of our watchful warrior mm-hmm. uh, soldier, more disciplined, you know, where, where Tira is like, someone needs help. She's like, hold up. Yeah. Let me assess. So I appreciated that. Yeah, take a couple. Any other nominations? <laughs> one more. Uh, what about? Oh, you have one. Go ahead. I do know. It. No. I need one point. To oh, oh, oh! <laughs> I'm trying to get points for myself. I uh, know, honey. I know. Let me see. I think Tira should get a point for showing restraint. Mm. Mm, that's true. Because that had to take a lot of strength. Yeah. Because the moment Homeboy was hit. The Tira I know wouldn't have stood mm. for that. I'm That's actually right. kind of ashamed, actually. Uh, yeah. take I'm just joking. Minus She's, five experience points. Yeah. <laughs> She's evolving. Her yeah. character's yeah. evolving. Yeah, she is. She is. Uh, why don't you take one for that? Oh. <laughs> I get chocolate now. Uh, actually, you do. What? Never you mind. I'm just joking. <laughs> well, then you don't get no <laughs> Yeah, one experience point for that. And let's go ahead and get a no, recap. No, I wanted to do another nomination. Okay, 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 okay. But it's a self-nomination. Okay, go that's for it. Do it. Do well, it. yeah, it's... so let's get the recap. <laughs> <laughs> Denied. Go ahead, Kat. I want to nominate myself for thinking of just still keeping on our villager garb and trying to pass. Yeah, yeah, oh, take, yeah, yeah. take one for that. Mm-hmm. Just one? Yes. <laughs> you have 80, what, 83 or something like that? 76. No, I mean, plus... Plus what you've gotten. Oh, uh, 80, it would be 86. Okay. All right. So let's get a recap. Okay. Well, Tira is zero points <laughs> into level 12. Okay. <laughs> That's exciting. How does that work? That's yeah. weird. Yeah. You are right. You just, yeah. just finished level 11. Yes. Wonderful. Womber Bash is nine points into level 12. Woo-hoo. Farron is 86 points into level 11. Woo-hoo. Okay, so we will need to hit a level up episode with Tira. I'm looking forward to getting that in. We need to see what you get to pick up. <laughs> that was Mother Ovar. <laughs> <laughs> Witch Hazel. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so congratulations on progressing the story. Congratulations, Tira, on hitting a new level. That's exciting. And we'll hit that level up episode soon. And uh, we'll see you here again next time, right here at Stack of Dice. She just flung that thing like a foot in the air. There's this little like it was, it's like a it was like a McDonald's Happy Meal Beanie Baby toy that Rhiannon got, and the cats love to play with it, particularly Pepper. And a minute ago, she just as you were talking, we saw the thing go whoop. <laughs> <laughs> an arc it was hilarious yeah, she's like an orca hunting seals yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <Her prey. laughs> all right i'm sorry go ahead and say what you're saying